Hi, I'm your host, Rebecca Hidalgo Reigns with Grateful Heart TV. And right now we're gonna have a different type of episode today. I'm in person live presenting a class on cryptocurrency and real estate and how all of it relates because it is coming guys, sooner or later. And if you don't know anything about it, I hope you enjoy the show and learn a thing or two. Thanks. Hi, I'm Rebecca Hidalgo Reigns and you're listening to Grateful Heart. I started this show to help educate my clients on the real estate market and it's evolved into so much more. I found that I love talking to people and I love learning new things. While our expertise is still on the health of the housing market, we want to focus on the health and the well-being of our listeners as well. More specifically, where we reside in our hearts, in our minds, and in our homes. The biggest purchase in our life just isn't a house. It's where we raise our children, start a new business, pray for our loved ones, and follow our dreams. It's even where we listen to our favorite podcast. When we are successful at home, everything else just falls into place, and we are so grateful for that. Home is where the grateful heart is. Thank you for joining us today. My name is Rebecca Hidalgo Reigns. I'm with Berkshire Hathaway Home Services. I also have a podcast called Grateful Heart TV, which is actually what led me to standing in front of you guys today. This sheet, this little colorful two-pager, I'm going to ask you guys to get to the second page for me. What it says, what is Web3? What we did in this room, how many of you guys have actually played with chat GPT? Okay. Isn't it the best thing ever? Oh my gosh. Love chat GTP. So chat GTP, in preparation for today's class, I, we asked chat GTP, what is Web3? Right? Because Web3 is tied to cryptocurrency, and I'm going to start explaining why. And so it spit out this beautiful explanation. And I'm going to let you guys read that explanation yourselves. That's page top of page two. Uh, at the bottom of page two, my cute little avatar read out the simplified version. So after ChatGTP gave us the technical version of web, what is Web3, otherwise known as the metaverse, then we asked it to tell us the kindergarten version. Because what most people do is they get all up in their head and overthink it, and it makes it a lot harder than it really is. So since Rebecca's cute little avatar is not playing for you right now, I'm going to read you guys the kindergarten version. Web3 is like a new and better internet. It helps people keep their information safe and not just let big companies have it. With Web3, people can do things like buy and sell things without needing a bank or social media company in between. I know that's a lot, but it's the kindergarten version, trust me, is a lot less complicated than the regular version. And it's like everyone has a voice and it's harder for one person or company to control everything. There are also new fun things people can do like play games and meet friends online. It's a big change for the internet and it makes it better for everyone. So that's what my cute little avatar had been saying. My next slide is this. So I wanna share with you guys my story of what got me into learning about cryptocurrency with respect to real estate. It was February 22nd of 2022, so barely over a year ago. I had played hooky with a girlfriend and we were out at the Mona Lucia doing spa day, having fun, and this really annoying guy kept coming over and talking to us. And he's like, hey, I'm here right now because of Fashion Week in Milan and we're doing the fashion show in the metaverse and we're doing all these NFTs and I'm like, huh? What are you talking about? And because he was so obnoxious, I got really upset that I didn't understand anything that he was talking about, like, you know, blank stare in my face, right? So as soon as the next day hit, I start getting online like, what is metaverse? What is NFT? What is this? What is that? 
And so this is barely over a year ago. What I found was a company by the name of Proppy. And they're in the room right now. So I got Kirsten in the back and she's gonna help answer some questions at the end of class that you guys might have. Because in all my research, what I found was Proppy was out there selling houses with cryptocurrency in Florida already. Yes, I know that face you just made. What? They're selling houses in Florida with cryptocurrency. And so when I interviewed, I, I actually reached out and asked if they would come on my podcast. And I interviewed a gentleman by the name of Adam Brown. And after the interview, I was like, oh my gosh, I got to get certified. And I got to get my whole team certified. So I ended up being the first person in the entire country to get certified her whole team in cryptocurrency with respect to real estate. And what the funny thing is about that, does it, has anybody heard the news like a few months ago, NFT collapsed? Did anybody hear about that? No? Yes? A couple of yeses. Well, we went and got certified the same week that happened. And so as a result, we actually got a lot of publicity like, why would you get certified when the world is falling? Have you not heard the news? FTX just collapsed. And all FTX is is basically Wall Street's version of Enron. If you guys know about Wall Street and Enron or a little bit about that story, basically one of the, one of the companies collapsed. And the way the media was reacting, like the whole crypto world was collapsing. And that wasn't the case at all. So anyhow, um, that was pretty exciting for us because when I got my team certified, you know, a couple people on the team were like, why are we doing this? And I'm like, because houses are actually selling in the metaverse right now in Bulgaria. I know, you're like, what, again, why? It's so confusing. So I'm gonna try to help demystify this confusing stuff for you. And what I have found is the easiest, easiest thing that you can do is take yourself back to 1984. I was 11 years old at the time. I'm not gonna ask you, you might not even been alive at the time. You look too young, but. Um, back in 1984, I remember being on the playground and the concept of debit cards. I was like, what do you mean we're going to be walking around with these little cards instead of cash? Does anybody remember that? When we used to have like paper money and then all of a sudden we're hearing about these cards that are going to have all of our information. Like what? That's 1984. That's when they were talking about the internet and all the cool things that the internet was going to do. In 1984, none of us knew nothing about nothing, right? And then here comes around 1995, and I think we all started kind of hearing more about a few things, right? By 1995, they're talking about the internet. I think at that point, I was at ASU going to the um, lab center. You know, remember those computer centers you used to have to go to because you didn't actually have a computer at home yet? And you'd have to go there and you get the little paper that you ripped off with the little holes at the, at the sides and all of that fun stuff. That was in that era. So the, whose web will it be? And then right now, we're in the Web 3 era. This is Web 1, Web 2, Web 3. And this is what's happening right now. And what that is, is this. So in 1995, Microsoft launched Windows. Remember when Amazon first came out? Yahoo, Etsy, um, Realtor.com was actually launched in, way back when in 1995, which is kind of amazing. And MLS listings. That's probably about the time that we got to go from six pictures to, I don't know, 12, 18, and then now we can put in as many as we can actually take and upload. So in 2005, the US Justice Department filed an antitrust lawsuit against NAR to prevent its members from withholding their listings and internet from internet rivals. And then a year later, here comes Zillow. You know, what a world we've been in when it comes to real estate and the internet. 
2007, the first iPhone comes out, social media begins to thrive. I think 2008 might have been when I was on MySpace. Anybody remember MySpace? Yeah, that's not around anymore. But that's the same thing that we're seeing right now with the metaverse. Um, Facebook becomes mainstream, social media delusion begins. Dun, 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 dun. And now we're in Web3 time, which is also known as the metaverse. So birth of Bitcoin, the concept of digital currency, that was 2009. And if you guys signed in, we're going to get you these slides. Okay, because remember, remember I mentioned there's a couple of videos that we can't play. So when you guys get the PDF later, you'll be able to play the videos that we aren't going to get to listen to today. Go ahead and take all your pictures if you'd like. Um, in 2013, Bitcoin surpasses $1 billion in transactions. Ethereum blockchain is created. Meta buys Oculus VR for $1 billion. That was a decade ago. So this is not new information. We've been talking about this for 10 years already. Now, smart contracts. We're going to talk about smart contracts today. Because guess what? If you write a smart contract to NFT, I know this is, this is much. I'm going to get to the vocabulary in just a minute. If you write a smart contract for a home that you NFT'd, you can actually build in royalties and earn a commission. I know that's a mouthful. I, the, I'm talking to realtors here, but think about that. You have a property and you make it an NFT. But I'm talking to Chris Harvey over here because he actually owns some crypto. We talked a little bit before class. I told him I'd pick on him a little bit. Um, and if you make it an NFT, in order to do so, you make it an LLC. You have to own it outright. And I know this is just crazy talk right now, but the smart contract, all that is, is digitizing it. So what I, want to make, what I really want to put across before we get into the definitions and the vocabulary is all we're talking about today is money, different types of money, and making it on the internet and doing transactions on the internet. It's that simple, but when I start throwing out these terms you guys don't know, then it gets a lot more complicated. Maybe, you know, if you've already played in crypto some, then maybe it's not as complicated, but for people who haven't, it can be pretty complicated. Um, so I'm gonna talk about smart contracts momentarily. And then here's the idea of crypto wallets, which is just basically where you hold your money digitally. Online, in your handheld device, most people have their wallets. And actually Chris educated to me about, a, was it a trust wallet? trust wallet? Trust wallet out of Binance. And so I've been playing with Proppy and Abra and all these other companies we're gonna talk about today. But there's definitely a lot of people out there trying to beat each other to the, to the finish line, right? Just like MySpace lost to Facebook, there's gonna be some loser companies like FTX that lost out when they were trying to become the company. So that said, our first real estate transaction using Bitcoin, eight years ago, long time ago. So this is not new stuff, guys. And then blockchain is another concept we're gonna talk about today because smart contracts get recorded on the blockchain. All that is is no different then our documents getting recorded at the county recorder's office. But it's digital. I know, I see your face. So think about it, when you guys go to close a transaction in real estate, your title company records it at the county recorder's office, right? Right? When you guys, and then you get a commission check afterwards. That's always a fun day, right? We like those days. So imagine this, your contract you're writing that's digital, I mean, we do that right now with Transaction Desk. How often are you printing out a contract and people signing it by hand anymore, right? So it's a digital contract that gets recorded digitally. That's it. But it makes it, they make it sound so complicated. So one thing that I've learned in learning this material, 
okay, we, we use spuds, we talk about benzers, you know, we talk about DOM and TOM and all these other anacronyms in real estate, right? This world has theirs, and we just have to learn it so that we can understand what they're talking about. Once we learn the vocabulary, the concepts are so much easier to comprehend. They really are, I promise. Um, so I'm gonna move forward. In 2018, the first real estate sale recorded on the Ethereum blockchain. Ethereum is a type of cryptocurrency, and their blockchain is basically their county recorder's office. So it sounds more complicated when you read it until you have somebody break it down for you a little bit, right? Um, and then 2019, during COVID, how many of you guys heard about Snoop Dogg's rock concert on the metaverse? I got a couple of yeses in the back of the room. So that's what was started happening. First was the art world uh, discovered crypto and they're playing in the metaverse, creating NFTs. And we're gonna talk about what that is in a minute. All of that was happening all through COVID. And I do think because a lot of us are locked up in our houses that some people got really into it because they were home all day on their computers, right? Um, and then 2020, several US property sellers, NFTs, metaverse land sales go mainstream. Three years ago, you guys, that is what, when I did the interview with Proppy to begin with, I was shocked, like, what do you mean all this has been going on? And to Chris's point, you know, you kind of have to get into a little community to learn about all this stuff. Because if you don't, and I'm going to make sure before you guys leave here today, you see where you guys can join some communities to learn more. I'll make sure you guys have that. Um, 2021, there's 19,000 types of cryptocurrencies. That's just money. There's 19,000 types of money out there. And El Salvador begins using Bitcoin as legal tender. There is literally a country in the whole world, they're just using crypto. Bitcoin, that's their tender. That is their country's currency. Again, all we're talking about is money. Have you heard anything about how it's going uh, since they started that last year? I haven't, but I would be interested to find out. I personally believe we're going to see more, more countries. Saudi Arabia is actually really leading the pack in this arena. And, you know, they're the ones that own all of our oil, it feels like. I'm kind of worried that we're behind the game, personally. Um, one, million, one billion people have invested in cryptocurrency. Crypto market value in 2022 was one trillion, and they're expecting it to be five trillion by 2030. So I found this slide, which I'm hoping will make it easier. Remember the first screen where I had Newsweek with the three different slides? Okay, so this is 1984. 1995, raised of you know, mobile phones, streaming media, sharing economy, and then web 3.0. Now we got the metaverse, decentralized web. We're gonna talk about what that means. Rise of privacy, local experiences, creator economy, anonymity, friendly commerce. That all makes it sound so much more complicated than it really is, you guys. So now I'm gonna break it down for you. Here's the definitions page, and you guys each have have them right here in your handout. So we've figured after all the times that I've been in classes now in this last year, the hardest thing I've found trying to share this material is really this. So I wanted to make sure everybody went home today with the definitions and thank goodness for ChatGTP. We love ChatGTP because you know we ran these definitions through there just to make sure they were easy to comprehend. Um, one thing, I'm gonna laugh at myself, Kirsten had to correct me a couple weeks ago. I kept saying, non-refungable token, which is so wrong. I don't even know where I got the reef from and she's laughing at me right now. So I, I'm just sharing that story with you because even though here I am standing in front of the classroom, I'm still learning too. Most people who are in this world 
it's a constant learning curve because everything is changing all of the time and improving and getting better. So the more you're in it, the more you understand it, the more you hear it. So we're just gonna talk some basics today. Blockchain, an open network of individuals that share potentially valuable data in a tamper-proof way. Okay, just that first sentence. Again, I'm going back to the county recorder's office. We're just talking about a digital version of your county recorder's office. But man, oh man, do they make it sound complicated, do they not? So data is collected in groupings called blocks. Each block has a certain storage capacity, so when it's filled, it is linked to the previously filled block forming a chain of data, hence the name blockchain. I'm gonna break that down again. Imagine Legos. And you know when you're building Legos, you have to connect it into another Lego in order for it to work, you know, to start building up, right? So it's kind of like the concept of Legos that you need to have them connected to have them be valid, to have them work. So the idea on blockchain and what they say, why it's information, once it's there, you can't change it because hackers, they like hacking stuff, right? They like to steal, that's why we all have this wire fraud thing that we have to get signed now by our clients, right? They steal money digitally. This is supposed to be way more tamper-proof than anything we've seen, and you can't change it after it gets recorded. So, you know, county recorder's office, you can go back and re-record stuff. You can't delete once it's on there. It's going to always stay there, and that's because, like Legos, you can't change one without the others knowing about it, without it happening. So the blockchain, to me, seems to be one of the hardest concepts for most people to grasp. Because as we continue talking, when people start speaking quickly with words you're not very familiar with, they lose you after the first sentence sometimes. Um, when additional information is subsequently added, another block is formed and added to the existing blockchain. So in concept, the idea is that, say Chris sells a house and he minted it as an NFT. And again, I'm going to explain to you what I'm just talking about. But basically, you have a house gets recorded on the blockchain from the first inception of it. Anything that you do going forward with that house can be continued to be recorded on the blockchain, just kind of like how you guys can go into Monsoon and look at a title history on a house. But how many times do you guys go in there and there's mistakes? I don't know about you guys, but I know there's a lot of mistakes that happen, and apparently in the blockchain, that doesn't happen. They can't tamper-proof like the hackers haven't been able to get in there. And then remember I mentioned earlier smart contract? Really, guys, if you read the definition of it, a smart contract is a self-executing contract of the terms of the agreement between buyer and seller, blah, 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 blah. Okay, what that really is talking about, it's just a contract we use today, and it gets recorded on the blockchain. Again, they just make it sound way more complicated than it is, and it comes into talking about decentralized blockchain networks. So the idea behind a blockchain, also why it's so secure, is when they say centralized versus decentralized, Decentralized is talking about all these computers all over the world having the same information and basically being able to verify each other's information. So there's not just one source of the information. When it's one source, it's centralized. They throw this term around a lot and it gets really confusing because when they're talking about decentralized information, all they're talking about is information really can't be tampered because there's a gazillion people out there that know the information. So a hacker can't hack all gazillion nodes and we're going to talk about actually I think nodes are on your sheet yeah nodes are on your sheet they have to do with blockchains cryptocurrency I hope I've already killed this with a dead horse or however the saying goes all it is is just electric electronic money guys nothing crazy here some of the what are some of the cryptos you own 
Chris? Um, Ethereum. You own Ethereum. That's one of the big Polygon, main ones. Ada. Yeah. They say the best way, and I did Doge this. Dogecoin. Dogecoin. Yeah. I mean, and Solana is another one that I've invested in. They say the best way to learn and to know when your clients that are playing in crypto just get a basic wallet. And we're going to talk about a couple of real basic wallets. Throw in 20 bucks, and then that way you know when it's coming up or going down. You know, you don't have to invest a lot to kind of follow what's going on out there. And if you just pick a couple different currencies, it's really interesting to watch it, just like the stocks going up and coming down. You actually don't even have to buy crypto to get that uh, an app to see your currency, a currency going up or down. It's true. You don't have to, but when it's you your money, it. when, you're, when it's your money, you pay attention a little bit closer when it's going up and down. I'm just saying. Um, okay, so the metaverse. A re virtual reality space in which users can interact with a computer-generated environment and other users. That's just a mouthful of talking about we're going to be able to walk into the internet with our virtual reality glasses and experience it like I'm walking right here by you instead of being back there by the screen. It's going to be a more of a 3D immersion into the internet. So if you actually create an avatar like I had in the very beginning of the class, you could be walking around and checking stuff out and guess what? There's things coming out there where you're going to be able to have a digital twin, I'll explain what that means, of a property that lives in real life that also exists in the metaverse and you can buy both. Yeah, I know, that's a lot, isn't it? I know, you're, I see the crinkling of your face, you're like, that's a lot of information. But really, all the metaverse is is a really cool version of today's internet, today's internet on steroids. Then we get to the crypto wallet. And you talked about a trust wallet through Binance. I have Coinbase, which is a real basic one that a lot of people start on. You probably started on Coinbase too, didn't you, Chris? Yeah, I did. Coinbase was the first exchange that I signed up with. And then, and then um, looking at coins that they didn't have, then I expanded to Binance US, which had a whole other plethora of them. But the wallets are, are basically just decentralized. You know, they're, 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 they call them DeFi wallets. And so they're kind of universal that certain wallets can um, support some coins and others with, with a rare one. So to put it into your head to make it easier, perhaps, I bank with Chase. I don't know if anybody else banks with Chase, maybe Bank America for you. All it is is you're logging in to see where your money's at. A crypto wallet, you're logging in to see where your money's at. It's just really the same difference. Does that? I hope that kind of makes sense a little bit for you guys. The one thing that, that really could that really makes sense right now is when you're seeing these banks close down and these depositors lose their money. The whole concept behind a crypto wallet is you are your own bank. You carry the keys to your own money, which means that it cannot be um, lent out and you know, you know, when you make your hundred dollar deposit bank. That's America, a killer example. Out, you know, ten times. So you can do that yourself, and that's what they call staking. And we're we're going to get there. A different level of yeah. Staking, which is just basically earning interest on your money. We're, but, to, we're totally going to get there, Chris. But yeah, but the whole concept of the wallet is that you are the control of your own keys, your own wallet, not the bank, the centralized authority. No, and, and that's a wonderful explanation. And because of all the banks, oh, all the banks, the four banks that yeah. failed in the last couple of weeks, there was a bank run, you know, people running to get their money out. To his point, the reason why that happened is because those banks get to loan out 10 times what they actually hold in their account. 
and they're not required to hold reserves. Which is even scarier, again, why four of them collapsed in the last few weeks. And to your point, you could borrow your own money, and we're going to get there and explain how that part works. Actually, Tracy King with Prosperity Mortgage is going to cover that part. There are some risks involved. Absolutely. There's risks in everything. There's no matter what you do, no bet, nothing ventured, nothing gained, and there's a lot of people who are waiting I'm, for. I'm just being, as far as putting your money in the bank. Oh. It seems to be a little safer than buying some crypto and then finding out the bottom fell out of it, and you have. So you know what the thing about crypto? The easiest way for me to explain it to people, to me, it feels like you're just playing in the stock market. So if you don't have a threshold for investing in the stock market, and depending what stocks you might choose to invest in, are more risky than others. That's well, really. I, I do, and I, I do have cryptos, but I'm just saying the bank analogy is yeah. good, but it's a lot riskier than using the bank, I think. And, Unless you have under $250,000. If you're talking about crypto, but in addition to on, on these, these DeFi wallets is the stable coins, right? right. The stable right. coins. So the entry level of most of the populace that's going to get into the digital wallets are going to start out with just the stable coin, which yeah. is going to be a USD coin, yeah. which is a digital dollar. So you're just converting your, your paper dollar to a digital dollar. It's, well, it's a it's lot more fun than banking. Oh. <laughs> well, I will tell you one word that you're going to hear thrown around a lot is fiat. And it's on page two of your definitions. Yeah, you know what it is. All fiat is is cash. But again, I'm kind of going back to my explanation of Binzers and Spuds and all the acronyms we use in real estate. They use fiat when they're talking about cash, just simple stuff. Go ahead. Can you go over the concept of mining? Mining, I'm getting there. You're just ahead of me. Yeah, he's like, oh, we're going to get into mining today. Okay, let's do this. All right, well, I didn't finish the NFT. Digital assets are unique. Okay, so cryptocurrency is one thing and NFTs are another. Crypto, you can exchange for like for like, meaning if I have two pennies, they are valued the same because they're exactly the same as far as everybody's concerned, right? But if I have a penny, I'm not going to use a penny and a dime. Um, if I could NFT this mouse if I wanted to. I could NFT a picture if I wanted to. Or I could NFT land if I wanted to. And that has to go with mining. And so we're going to get there to the next page. But let me just finish up the avatar is like a picture or character that represents you online. It can be used to show what you look like in games, on computers, and virtual worlds. The one I created, I created it on IMI. I-M-M-I, cost me no money. And that will be part of the presentation when you guys go back and get to watch it later, if you care to. Then if you want to create your own avatar, you can. Okay, so I'm gonna get to this in just a quick second. But you asked me about mining. Oh, that's funny, we didn't even actually put mining on here. Um, Nodes have to do with the blockchain. I'll let you guys read that later. Hashing is like a secret code that helps keep your data safe. It takes a piece of data and turns it into a special code that only a computer can understand. We did it in kindergarten version, ladies, huh? So the definitions that are on here are actually kindergarten version to make it as simple as possible for you guys to understand those concepts. Proof of stake consensus. Users put down a stake of cryptocurrency in order to be eligible to validate blocks and earn rewards. So you can read through some of this proof of work is a consensus algorithm used in cryptocurrency networks that require miners to solve complex mathematical puzzles in order to validate transactions and create new blocks on the blockchain. So essentially there's a whole bunch of people with a whole bunch of computers and they're going around getting paid to mine and mint on the blockchain all kinds of stuff. 
So it's just a, basically a person. They're not little miners with like little axes or anything like that, but they're people and they're going in here on the blockchain and doing a whole bunch of work. Um, oh, and this is an example of an NFT. So I gave an NFT as a gift to a client. After we got certified, you know, we made all kinds of publicity and one of my clients, a super nerdy client, I love him, he's so fun. I went to high school with him and he's been a gamer ever since I've known him. So he messages me and he's like, oh my gosh, Rebecca, I'm so excited. The next house I sell, I'm gonna sell using my crypto. I'm like, cool, and using crypto to buy and all of that. So we went to Proppy and Proppy did this for me. They basically took a picture of the house, created a QR code, and then recorded it on the Ethereum blockchain and also at the county recorder's office. So anytime he goes to sell that house, if the next individual happens to be interested, understands crypto, thinks this is cool, because guess what I had to do? I had to get his address to his wallet, and then the title company dropped this NFT into his wallet, so he was able to see on his phone his NFT that he now owns, and all it is is a picture of his house. But guess what? I can also NFT the house itself. And the whole concept of that is by putting, making, making an inanimate object a commodity that can be, to your point, remember earlier you were talking about fractalization and tokenization, and those words we didn't even put on our definition sheet, which I probably need to add a few more because those are words that are thrown around a lot. So essentially an NFT allows somebody to sell something as one unit, which is what they've done with property in Florida for a couple of the properties that they've sold, or people can own a percentage of it, kind of like a timeshare. So when you think about timeshares, that's kind of like when you break things up, fractionalize it and tokenize it, then multiple owners can own the same NFT depending on the percentage that they actually own. I know that's a mouthful. I promise you the more that you guys learn about this and the more that you hear it, it won't sound nearly as confusing because every time I go and talk about it, um, yeah, like he, he was like, good morning, just received my first NFT, very cool, like it. And, um, yeah, he's like, heck yeah, if they're into crypto, get everybody an NFT of their house because he just thought that was the coolest thing ever. Are you guys, you guys are all looking at me like this right now. And it's okay. It's okay, I get it. It's really confusing you again, like why does this have anything to do with me? The reason why it has something to do with you is you're licensed to sell real estate and this is happening out there in this world right now. And those of us who get into it before everybody else gets into it, when the crypto winter is over and there's hungry people wanting to reinvest their money into real estate, because we've had a few of those phone calls, you need to understand why. Who came first, crypto or the blockchain? Fast. Transactions are delivered straight from the sender to the receiver, eliminating the need for one or more intermediaries. So these are ex examples and reasons why to use crypto and blockchain. It's consistent. Blockchain's networks operate around the world 24 hours a day, seven days a week. That is true. If you want to send somebody money at 2 a.m. tonight, you can. You don't have to wait for the bank to open up tomorrow to send a wire. No Western Union? No, and in Western Union is a lot more expensive. You can send a million bucks on Ethereum for a heck of a lot less than you can on Western Union. That's another reason. That's the inexpensive point. Oops, I went too far. Um, blockchain's distributed network of nodes provide collective protection against attacks and outages. So the nodes, remember I was talking about Legos? Just think of nodes and blockchain with Legos. And I think that helps remember why, what it is. And tamper-proof, because you can't change one Lego without changing a gazillion Legos kind of thing. How blockchain will transform real estate. 
So decentralizing the MLS, there's companies out there, I've talked to one um, firm, and that they're trying to do is have auctions. So this is what we're seeing so far is if you NFT a property, you auction it. And there's a lot of companies rushing to the finish line trying to be the company. Um, property is one that I've chosen to work with. There's another company here local, and they were wanting me to put a property on I'm talking to them about putting a property on their platform and auctioning it off. And they aren't making me do it as an LLC, which I find pretty fascinating. Um, tokenized ownership, smart contracts, decentralizing Airbnbs. So 10 people can own an Airbnb in theory if they do it this way. Preventing title fraud, crowdfunding, kind of the same concept. You have a lot of people invested in the same thing. Preventing wire fraud, property inspection, transparency, fighting mortgage fraud, and title transfer transparency. Today, we have Alice the buyer and Bob the seller, and we have all these people involved. And I do think that's where a lot of the pushback comes from, from people in our industry, is they find that they are considering this to be a disruptor. So they're not super excited to endorse title companies using the blockchain, because then what happens to their world? And this is coming as a change. We're going to see it while we're still alive, I'm certain of it. When the deal from hell fell apart 500 times, but you still got it to close. <laughs> We've all had these kind of transactions, have we not? And so the idea here is you're proving efficiency. When you go and sell a property on the blockchain as an NFT, there's timelines that everybody is a party of. Everybody has access to it. So they can see, did the home get through inspection? Did the home this? Did the home that? Because it's completely public if you have the address for it. And so that's what they're talking about here is that when things get messy, sometimes you don't have to call the other agent and hunt down information. The information is right there, easily accessible. And so that's where they're talking about here. Oops, let me go back. So what they're talking about here is here we have Alice and here we have Bob and everybody knows everybody's information and, and that's a part of the transaction. So we're going to see a lot more of that going forward. Um, real estate and crypto, cryptocurrency to cash, crypto wallets, crypto loans. Okay, so this is the part that I would like to introduce Tracy King at Prosperity Mortgage. She also got certified with our team at, when we got certified. And Tracy um, is the one that I went running to when I had a client last year call me wanting to purchase with his cryptocurrency. Oh, Tracy, Fry's got your microphone. Oh, this you. image here, wasn't it $17 million condo that was in Florida that sold with crypto, Kirsten? I feel like that's what Nina was telling me, that this is actually at one of the homes that Proppy sold, a condo, oceanfront, 17 million, all in crypto. And here we're talking about the Coinbase and Abra. And Abra, before I turn it over to Tracy, we have an eight-minute presentation in here. Can't play it because I don't have the audio. And I'm actually probably running out of time with the class. So when you guys all get this, listen to it. It's good stuff, and it's what Abra offers, which I'll let Tracy explain what Abra offers. So I work for Prosperity Home Mortgage, which is a local mortgage company here. And we do the transactions that you're going to see with your clients that are receiving a traditional mortgage and they want to use their crypto as a down payment. Uh, we now are to a point where Fannie, Freddie, FHA are allowing customers to use their crypto they're just requiring that they cash it in and use it, turn it into dollars, and we have to track it. So what's important to know is when you have a customer that comes in, we do need to know 
when did they take it? When did they purchase the crypto? When are they converting it? And then they're using it as their down payment and then they can get a traditional mortgage. Now what we're starting to see are banks like Abra that allow it to stay crypto the entire time and you don't have to worry about getting a traditional mortgage. You're actually- Oh yeah, the contact info's in here for you guys. <laughs> you're actually securitizing your crypto. And the best way that I can explain this was way back when I used to work at a savings and loan and you could hold a CD uh, as collateral for your house and then they would give you the money. Same thing with the crypto. They're holding your crypto account as collateral and then they're lending you the money to go ahead and purchase the home. So the benefit to you is like I did on the CD, the customer could still earn the interest. You're the paying benefit, yourself the interest. The, you're paying yourself interest. The benefit to you with the crypto is you're still able to earn and your crypto is able to work for you. You just have it set aside as holding collateral for the property that you're purchasing. And then they have, you'll want to watch the video because it'll talk about how much you need to set aside, what if it's going up, what if it's going down, so on and so forth. She knew but, what you were going to ask. <laughs> but banks are specializing in that now. Not your traditional banks mm -hmm. yet. I mean, I think we've come away long a long way, way mm -hmm. just for Fannie, Freddie, FHA to recognize that we can utilize that in terms of the down payment, but they're taking it to the next level. So I think the client that I had last this past year that reached out to you, he just didn't want to cash in his crypto. And that's where a lot of people who bought where it's higher than it is today, they don't want to lose money, so they're holding on to it until the market rebounds and we come out of the winter. I think there's some also trying to wiggle around taxation. Oh, for sure. I had another call from a gentleman after he saw some of the news articles I'm going to share with you guys. And he wanted to go straight from his um, XRP wallet, which they're talking about XRP right here, straight to the title company. And you know what? We're not accountants. We're not attorneys. We can only tell them what little we know. And they needed to look and see if that's truly tax evasion. But I think there are a lot of smart crypto investors that would love nothing more than to transfer their crypto into real estate and hope they don't have a, a taxable occurrence. What would happen if uh, the government passes this thing where they want to charge you for unrealized profits? Well, that's why they have a bunch of auditors now, right, that they just staffed up with. And in fact, that leads us really well into these articles right here. So this was the one, you guys will get all the, oops, I went too far, sorry. These are all the ones that, um, this was the one that hit while we were getting certified back in November. And then um, this one, I love this article, and you guys are going to get this in your email. Read it. This so explains what crypto is going to be doing in the future. It's a great article. So make sure you guys read this one. And then this one talks about, this is happening right now. So XRP is a type of crypto. And right now, we're going to find out how the government is going to oversee or try to oversee. The SEC thinks they have jurisdiction. And so we're going to see where that leads to. Because wherever it happens here is going to set precedents for us going forward. And that might make more people feel more secure with crypto. Especially if they oh, own it. Okay. So it looks like we're about done, you guys. They're cutting us off, so I'm going to make this really quick. We had a bunch of articles because of um, learning about it, getting certified in it. Kirsten is here in the room. So if you guys need um, ever have an opportunity working with a client and you don't know how to answer their questions, call her. She'll help you. 
because she helped me when I had a couple phone calls after all the media stuff that we had. And then, Kirsten, is there anything you would like to add since you didn't get an opportunity to speak to these folks today? No problem. What I'll do is we'll have this recording and we'll share it with everybody and then that way you guys can get the videos you didn't get to see today and then you'll have um, some other resources and that's what I was going to share. If you guys get onto Abra's website and sign up and also Proppies, they actually have a great community, both of them. I get emails dripped on me every week of things I can hop on to. They have meetups all the time so that you can learn and talk crypto with people and learn more yourself. So thank you for your time today. I hope you guys enjoyed the class. And thank you. Thank Glad you guys chose to come over here and um, keep learning about this stuff. I promise you it's happening. If you're looking for a mortgage, you need a personalized plan, not a click button get mortgage option. My team and I have saved families thousands by proactively planning their home purchase or a refinance. Buying a home is a huge decision and it deserves a strategic approach. My team and I provide a comprehensive mortgage plan, including a complete credit analysis outlining the steps needed to improve your credit score and help you qualify for the best rates and terms in the market. Visit us at tkteam.us today. We'll ensure you get the best guidance so you can make the best decisions. The TK Team, moving you forward. Hi, I'm Rebecca Hidalgo Reigns with Berkshire Hathaway Home Services, and I've been selling homes here in the Valley for over a quarter of a century. I want to say that experience truly matters. So when you're looking for a realtor to help you either buy or sell your biggest purchase of your life, I hope you'll consider using me. My experience doesn't matter near as much as my clients. So I do dare you to Google me and I promise you'll see nothing but fantastic reviews because I really do truly care to help navigate you and your family to the very best experience you'll ever have with buying a home. Have you been thinking about buying a new house or refinancing your existing mortgage? Interest rates are still around historically low levels. Why pay a higher rate when you don't have to? Call Joe Smith, me, at Epic Mortgage LLC, 602-741-4121 for a free mortgage quote or pre-qualification. Epic Mortgage LLC is a locally owned, independent mortgage brokerage that provides low-cost options for its customers. Independently owned means low overhead, so you get the best rates, fees, and service. Keep more of your money. Brokers are better. Realtor recommended for over 20 years? Contact me, Joe Smith, at Epic Mortgage today, 602-741-4121. Whether purchasing a home or refinancing, we know you have choices when it comes to choosing a title company. Navi Title Agency is the leading source for all title, escrow, and marketing needs. With access to the largest title insurance underwriter, Navi Title facilitates successful closings and protects clients from fraud, creating solutions that save time and money for everyone. Ask your realtor or loan officer today about using Navi Title on your next real estate transaction. Navi Title Agency is locally owned and operated in the state of Arizona. All right, guys, I hope you enjoyed it, learned a thing or two. And if you have any further questions, whether it's for me, Tracy over at Prosperity, or Kirsten over at Proppy, just let us know and we'll get you in touch with everybody. Hope you enjoyed. What a great show. And thank you for joining us on our mutual journey to becoming unharmable and successful in all of our experiences while we're here in this school of life. 
We hope you enjoyed it. If you watched us on YouTube, please like and subscribe so you don't miss any future episodes. Likewise, if you're catching us on one of our podcast platforms, be sure to follow us so you never miss out on another one of our shows again. Remember that if you ever have a question about real estate or any of the other topics we cover, check us out on the web, www.gratefulheart.tv, for all of our links to connect with us. I'm on vacation every single day Cause I love my occupation Hey, hey, hey I'm on vacation every single day Every, every single day